What are some things that you do throughout the day? You talked about having a little bit more of that free time, but you Mm -hmm. also mentioned, you know, trying to have the balance with the structure. How do you spend your day? Man, I know I can't, I can tell you some mistakes that I've made. (laughs) (laughs) What I have learned is I can't be willy nilly with you know, and just be like la 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 throughout the day because that's about <laughs> all I get done is la 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 la. <laughs> how, much, how much did you get done with la 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 la? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee to Cocktails, a conversation between two friends that spans across the day, starting with the coffee that wakes us up in the morning to take care of business to the occasional cocktail that lets us wind down and take our hair down at the end of the day. I am Nina. And I'm Kristen. And we are your hosts for the evening. So grab a drink and join us for a little kiki. Okay. Let's talk about this drink first. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I, I, um, <laughs> a, a classic, cl- classic, a classic cosmopolitan. I've never had one of these at home. I mm-hmm. think I have asked for one when I went out to a bar with friends or going out to dinner with Darren or traveling with people. Mm-hmm. But I've never made this at home, so I didn't know what was in it. Um, got my vodka, mm-hmm. my orange liqueur. I put triple sec instead of orange liqueur because I can't. I didn't have no orange liqueur here. That um, really- mm-hmm. A tablespoon of fresh lime juice and a ounce of cranberry juice. Absolutely. And at first, I was like, "Oh, this is strong." <laughs> <laughs> we really playing bartender over here. How your little groove music going? Ching 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 ching. Right. <laughs> this is yes. a, this is very tasty, but it is it is the complete opposite of a last week's drink. Yeah, um, it's not as sweet, but it, it is very good, and it is hitting the bloodstream very I mean, well. It's, I mean, that's basically that's that's a martini, honey. <laughs> I need to buy me some martini glasses mm-hmm. because <laughs> next thing we're well, we gonna be having a, a shot of uh, what's that stuff called? Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Haddish was drinking on uh, on girl's trip, Abyssin. <laughs> cocktail tonight. Tonight's topic is hallucination. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I do not oh, want to go no. there. <laughs> but, but, but this yeah. drink is, is good. Now, have you made a Cosmopolitan at home? Or you have you just had it out? I've never made a Cosmo at home. I've never made martinis at home. Mm. I feel like I need to finally just go ahead and buy one of them little drink carts that they used to bring out in the 50s. Like, in the 50s and 60s everybody would have a little cocktail hour with some olives and all that stuff Mm -hmm. yes but um i remember cosmopolitans really like gaining popularity from sex in the city because that used to be carrie's signature drink i was just about to say that it was that one um, and I kind of feel like a, a dirty martini was one that was on the show a couple of times too, and maybe yeah. that was another show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this Cosmo is um, very simple to make, mm-hmm. and it is very strong. <laughs> uh huh. 
And that's one of the ones that really want to take it there. You'd be like, okay, make it a double. <laughs> right. I don't know about that. <laughs> what kind of vodka did you put in yours? So I I get I bought some effing this week. Effing vodka. Have you heard of that? I have not. What is what is that? It's a brand of vodka, and I saw it and I was like, okay, I'll try this one. <laughs> is it good? This was there, the other ones were there. I mm-hmm. mean, See, I wish I was sort of a vodka aficionado, but vodka is so damn strong. And um it is. I don't drink <laughs> it. I don't drink it enough to tell the di- you know how some people can be like, oh, this tequila is super smooth compared mm-hmm. to this and that one. I can't do that with vodka because it all t- it all tastes this is probably blasphemy for the <laughs> for the vodka purist. I'm sorry. Don't judge her, y'all. Don't judge her. <laughs> They all taste the same to me because I don't drink it often enough to know the difference. Mm. But um, yeah, that's the that's the vodka that I use. And then I'm trying to think. Hold up, let me go to our little thing um, for the recipe. Um, so the I use the effing vodka, and I did use the orange liqueur. Okay, that's the brand. I bought like just a little bottle of some off brand, <laughs> but yeah, so it works. It works. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you said you can't tell the difference between the vodkas. Um, <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I am an alcoholic, Stop it. but <laughs> I can. Uh-huh. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I have Grey Goose. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that Grey Goose and um, Belvedere. Yes. Those are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. I can tell the difference between those and maybe like a Ciroc. Ciroc is not bad, but to me, Ciroc has an aftertaste. It's yeah. still good, but I like the top shelf. So um, Grey Goose is really my choice. So that's the type of vodka that I have in this Cosmo tonight. I'm trying to remember what I used Ciroc for. It was one of those drinks. Was it the mermaid drink? It was whatever needed a pineapple something or other. Mm-hmm. And, and the drink called, I think, for pineapple juice. But I also got a pineapple vodka from Ciroc. But I don't know if I put enough in there. Again, I couldn't I couldn't really tell. Ah. But next time, I'm going to get me a bottle of Grey Goose because it just looks so pretty on the shelf. It tastes so good. <laughs> it, is, it is my favorite. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So classic Cosmos are what we're having this evening. And we're having this to talk about our topic around unconventional schedules. Yes. Stay-at-home mom versus working mom. And and just the differences and how sometimes, you know, they're more alike than they are different. You know, we think. You know, so yeah, let's get into it, Miss Missy. So, to work or stay at home? That is the question. Yes. Now, I will say, hands down, there are a few people that I know, friends, neighbors, that they consider themselves stay at home, like stay at home moms. Mm-hmm. And if I could be very transparent, I think that is such a great opportunity to have if you want to do it and if you can do it. Mm-hmm. Because most of them that I know, they have school-age children. Mm-hmm. So they're able to get things done when their children are at school, whether if it's having time for themselves, if it's, um, you know, just 
taking care of business, running errands throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to appointments, whatever it takes to get the job done. And I think that is that is great. Now, mm-hmm. I will tell you, that's not my thing. Yeah. And I only say that because I don't know anything else besides working. Mm-hmm. And there are days where I want to take a day off, but I don't know if I'd like to be a stay-at-home mom. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. And yeah. I'm sure I would learn, but I don't know anything else but just, just working. I've been working since I was very young. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can, um, you know, people will see a work-at-home mom and I guess people... Um, you know, people have a certain, um, like, I guess, like, assumptions about it, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, we kind of in a state of our lives where we've been sort of around upwardly mobile people, affluent folks, mm-hmm. and you and you really do have those ladies who lunch. They, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they go work out, they go to lunch. They get a massage, a mani-pedi while the kids are at school, and then boom, boom, boom. And then you got other people, you know, some stay-at-home moms, they may stay at home, but they may be working in other ways. Yeah. You know, you know, doing entrepreneurial things. Some people have made that into, you know, what they do through, like, mom blogging and becoming, you know. Yeah. Uh, Tabitha Brown on Sherry Shepherd the other day on the Sherry Show. Yeah. And they refer to Tabitha Brown as America's mom. <laughs> so some people have, you know, kind of made the lifestyle with the rise of social media, you know, they've been able to monetize that and make just showing you what they do throughout the day their thing. Listen, so- that is work too. So you think that's a job in itself. So I follow a few people on Instagram and TikTok and you see how much they post Mm -hmm. and you see the the videos that they show. And I'm going to tell you, someone who's kind of just starting to get into making videos, y'all, it'd be work. I mean, the way you put it together, yes, the editing part, like you can record all day long, but when you put it together and the creativity that you have, if you have to add text, if you have to add music, um, make it to make it make sense mm-hmm. and to really be a producer it's work so I applaud these people who are dropping you know one to two videos a day and oh. making it their job and I mean I just wonder I'm like you have to have somebody there helping you because who's filming you while you're doing this this and that and you're getting this third party shots yeah. <laughs> of you cooking and do like it has to be some sort of support there. But I was telling you, Nina, um, before we, you know, got into the show, that one of the difficulties I found, you know, with staying at home at a time was just, you know, now you have this time freedom. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Like, mm. you, know, you go to work every day, you have your Outlook calendar, you know it needs to get done, everything is already kind of out for you, you got your meetings and da-da-da-da-da, the deadlines. Mm. But man, when you're home, you know, after a while, it's just kind of like, okay, I need some structure. And I was reading, I, I'll never forget it, reading Quincy Jones' autobiography, he studied with this uh, this music lady over in France, 
And she mm-hmm. told him something that I would never forget. I had to pull out the book again. But she, he said, she used to tell me back in France, the lady's name was Nadia Boulanger. Mm-hmm. And she used to tell me back in France, and it took me years to accept it, that you only have real freedom when you set boundaries and parameters. Mm-hmm. When you have total freedom, you automatically create chaos. And I have found that to be true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, know? well, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Because uh, mm-hmm. you sound like you understood exactly, like it may have hit home yeah. when you read that. So we, you only have real freedom when you set boundaries. Hmm. I mean, what, do you, what does that mean to you? So to me, that means something. I also heard another person say, I forget what was it. Uh, Tim Ferriss. It was one of those people that has a podcast and writes books and does all of these things. But um, he always said, you have to plan your day. Mm. You know, you have to run your day, or your day will run you. I agree with that. You have to, you absolutely have to have, you know, like I said, some sort of structure because you look up and time has passed and, you know, you've got nothing done. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're really trying to accomplish something, you know, with that free time, Mm -hmm. you absolutely have to like, you know, what's not done for you anymore now that you're out of corporate you sort of have to do it yourself and block things out. You know I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not everybody does, but that's just been my experience. So, yeah. I can see see that. So, I will just say, I, I'm not going to call myself a stay-at-home mom, but I had a chance to stay at home with, with two newborns when they were first born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with babies, they sleep a lot. Um, they're off their some schedule, time. but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Some, some, some. My kids, mm-hmm. Brielle did. Mm-hmm. She slept. Well, Kaylin wanted to party at two <laughs> o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. so she was was sleep during the daytime, and you know she would sleep for a few hours, and then she'd wake up. You know, we feed her or whatever. So I had an opportunity to stay home um, for you know a, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I know when I first had Brielle, she was a summer baby. So I could not find myself just not doing anything. Now, yeah. I didn't have any postpartum. So I was really grateful for that. And for, for some women who experienced postpartum, I'm sure it was hard to get into the groove of things. Mm-hmm. But me and Brielle, was, I was getting her dressed in her little outfit. And girl, we was out running the streets. <laughs> I was at the outlet mall, you know, this is during the summer. So this is when she was about a month old. Yeah. And I had ended up meeting another mom. I went to a class for new moms and met another lady and her baby was uh, young as well. And so we set Mm -hmm. up a time, we would go to lunch. We would just walk around the outlet mall and just chat. And it was really nice. But when I, I, I struggled because I was like, I have to do something with my time. Yeah. Um, so that was really the only the only experience with the the two of them. Whenever I had Kaylin, that was during COVID, so we weren't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we was in the house. Wasn't nobody out. <laughs> <laughs> right. We was in the house with everybody else. But I I can see when I take days off, if I have to take care of things, or if I'm like, hey, I just need a mental health day. 
I am always doing something. I don't think I've spent any time just sitting around doing nothing, which is what I would like to do. I'm always yeah. thinking, oh, I can get this done right now. The kids are at school. I'm out for work, off from work. I can do this. Mm-hmm. But I would love to just maybe stay in bed a little longer. Yeah. Lounge around. The only time I had a chance to do that is before I had children. Mm-hmm. And I was working full time. But doing things on the weekend, you could do an activity and then you could just do nothing. Mm-hmm. I would know what to do with myself. But I think I could get used to it. But then I think, would I be doing something else? Yeah. Instead of just working. So um, it's really interesting that you say, you know, just to have that structure. Mm-hmm. And you can set that structure for yourself. I, You know what? I was going to say that, too, when you mentioned, like, just wanting to be able to just do nothing. Mm-hmm. And, like stay in bed a little longer one perk is you know when you do create your own schedule you could kind of bake in time for that I remember I used to joke with um my boys you know because I used to hate nap time as a child imagine that (laughs) (laughs) didn't we all (laughs) no I can't get enough sleep the night night time is my favorite time of the day mine too Yes, but I, I used to couldn't stand a nap. Every You know, you go to kindergarten and preschool and they pull out them cots and I'd be like, eh. and I used to <laughs> I used to put my cot, it was two places where I would go sleep on a cot. Look, you have Girl. told the story to me every time and every time I crack up, you was over there playing. Yes, I wouldn't even sleep on the cot in the uh the library and not be over there reading books flipping through books or in the little play kitchen area and i'd be trying to be quiet not making little pans make the clicking clack sound but i'd be over there play cooking you was cooking kicking up some lunch I did not want to go to sleep. And then I fall asleep to the tail end and then want to wake up. Right. They're like, now time is over with you. I just closed my eyes. But, you know, there are those days, you know, where your body tells you you just need to rest and do nothing. And sometimes mm-hmm. it pays to just do that. And so, you know, you can actually block out some time where it's like, okay, I'm not waking up until noon today. You know, or you take the kids to school, come back home and go to sleep. Man. So, you know, that's I would aspect. I would love to. No, I say that, but I mm-hmm. guarantee you, I would be like, okay, when I get back home, I'm going to get in this bed. Girl, I would never see the bed because my, my brain would be like, hey, you can make your life easier if you get X, Y, and Z done. And it's the X, so Y, and Z turn to a b and c so i'm not doing what i intentionally started out to do i'm running around oh let me go run this errand let me take this bag mm-hmm. let me turn this oh you know the kids need this oh we don't have no dinner let me go to the <laughs> store so I, by the time i'm done i'm like you well, i'm never done <laughs> you didn't do nothing but you know you what that's okay too because sometimes it's just having the option so sometimes you might allocate that time for that, but that ain't what you want to do. But it's that you know that freedom of choosing. No, so, you know no. That. you you trying you trying to make it sound real nice. I just like Sam. 
Sit, sit down. Sit your butt down, self. But yeah, I used to joke with the boys and say, golly, I wish at work it was somebody walking around talking about taking that. <laughs> like, go to sleep. Like, it, that it was like worked into the day. Kind of how, like, I hear, you know, um, in the Hispanic places, I don't know if it's Spain, I don't know if it's Mexico, but wherever they take a siesta, where <laughs> businesses say, okay, from one o'clock to four o'clock, we closed. Man, and we open back up. <laughs> you know that was worked into the the average work day a nap. Ooh. And I think people would be so much more productive because you would give your time, you would give your brain time to rest. Yes, and be rejuvenated for the the second half of the day. Oh my goodness! That's, Can you imagine that? that? Well, I'm gonna tell you, I was working from home for the last three years mm-hmm. and the department that I work in they don't have any meetings between 12 and 1 Yeah, and they say hey go t- you know have your time there have been times I was like I'm gonna eat this lunch and I'm gonna take me a nap Yes, and it's not long for about 15 minutes and it, it just gives me a, another boost of energy so I can you know do very well for the second half you get and your- I think it's needed Mhm. Uh, did you now at Boeing? Did you ever work at the towers ever? I never worked at the towers. I was in the IRC. Okay, because I remember at the towers there was a room with um with massage chairs, and and off to the side of the room was um they had like exercise balls and little mm-hmm. rollers and things like that. I remember that. that. I remember hearing about it. Yeah. Yeah, and you could just go and go in there and stretch and you know, just sit in the room. You can make it completely dark and just get you a massage chair and just sit in there. So were there I, any beds in there? <laughs> or cops? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, if, if there was beds, I would be I would have to set my timer because it was midnight would come and I'd still be in there. <laughs> Sleep under some covers. I, I think at places at work should have sleep pods or cots where oh, you can go in great. and take a nap. Oh. oh, that would be so clutch. I would love it. Um, because I told, I think I told you how I used to like take my little cat naps at work in, in, in disguise. <laughs> and you were thinking about thought you, you told me I was weak. You said you were sitting at your desk. You was just like act like you was having a headache or in deep thought, and you was over there close to your eyes. Yes, I would sit there like I was stressed, like oh, I'm holding my hand in my hands, but I'm asleep. And then <laughs> my signal to wake up would be if somebody came. I was like, Chris, everything okay? Yep, it is. <laughs> you loaded napping. Child, I was taking a cat's nap, but it, 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 I say all that to show you know the need. For yes. a little siesta. Come on. I think it's definitely necessary. Um, don't know if we'll get there, but you know, mm-hmm. hey, we throw it out there to people who, you know, own companies or might be CEOs that can help make some yeah. decisions. Put some nap time in that day. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some companies, especially when I was working in California. Um, you know, there are a lot of kind of progressive 
modernized companies that try to yeah. incorporate a little fun and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know kind of a balanced work day or whatever I remember there was one place uh I want I don't know if house is still in business I don't hear about that website as much anymore but I know they they had little fun things like there was always hot food there for everybody you didn't have to bring a lunch Mm-hmm. They always had, you know, gourmet meals, which was a perk. And then I remember they used to have, you know, you could either go up the stairs or down the stairs to the second floor, or you could take the slide. You could slide down. <laughs> like, <laughs> little fun things. Like, and I've heard Google is like that too. So, okay. Yeah. Well, other companies can learn from the companies that are, you know, doing that because that, I think that's important. Yeah. Now, yeah. I I want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about, you know, our different schedules. Mm-hmm. Do you think that your upbringing has impacted, you know, you being um somewhat of a stay-at-home mom uh right in the situation, not situation, but where you are in life right now? You know what? I don't know. Because I I feel like for my upbringing I was groomed for I mean I guess in my own in my own way not like others because once I got there I felt like a square pig trying to fit into a circle but I feel like watching my mom because my mom used to be a manager at the phone company I used to see her put on her little suits every day and go in there and be corporate mama or whatever and I feel like from childhood I was groomed to enter that world myself and the working mom and going to the office and climb the ladder and do all of these things. And then once I got there, it just didn't happen for me like that. You know, I felt like I was kind of watching everyone around me be in their bag and do their thing and move up in their respective things. And child, we had this conversation. I just felt kind of stuck in a place where I didn't want to be. So I don't know if my upbringing kind of affected my decision. Now, life events sort of, you know, dictated it. But yeah, I don't yeah. know what my childhood did or my upbringing. What about now, you? I, I asked that question, um, and before I answer, but I asked that question because I worked with a few people in, in my previous um, years, and I remember I had worked with a, a guy who said that his mom was mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom, and that's what he expected his wife to do. And she did. And mm-hmm. I'm sure they made that decision together. But I thought that was um, a very interesting conversation. It'd be like, you know, hey, I want you to stay at home with the kids while I go to work. And, mm-hmm. you know, each family decides how they want to raise uh, their family overall. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, my mom worked. Um, she didn't have a corporate America job, but she worked. My dad, I think I, I could say he was the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I saw a lot of things that my mom did that I brought into my adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, there was always dinner on the table. Um, nine times out of ten, we ate as a family. So some of those traditions I kind of brought into my adult life, my marriage, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. But with me, I don't know, I kind of entered the corporate America world. And I think I've always liked 
my own money. And when I say that, when I started mm-hmm. working, I liked working to the point where I can make decisions. Like, you know, my parents like, we're not going to buy this for you. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll go buy it myself. Didn't have no responsibility besides me. But if I wanted to go school shopping, I would be able to spend whatever money I had that I worked for the summer or worked during the school year. So yeah. I got a little taste of that and it was great. And then that, you know, followed me into my adult life where now, you know, I'm able to help contribute to the family. Darren and I work very well together as a team. Mm-hmm. And when decisions are made, I can say, okay, well, I like this. What do you like? And, and not saying that if you are a stay-at-home mom, you can't have those decisions. But I don't know anything else besides me helping. I got to the point where I don't want to put all the pressure and the stress on Darren because I think a lot of men are raised to take care of the family. You are the head of the household. I'm like, well, I can help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can. I don't want to put all the pressure and stress on you. So um, I saw my mom doing some of that, you know, coming in and being able to help out from a certain perspective. So I didn't know anything else but to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, sort of a, a, all we knew growing up. Yeah. When you saw what the upbringing was and you could repeat some of the things that you saw or either change, mm-hmm. I just saw, you know, hey, you, you work together as a team and that might be going outside the household to work. I think for a lot of people, you know, you when both people are working full-time, you can kind of reach your goals a little faster and then sort of have that autonomy then to decide if, you know, the wife stays at home or however people want to do it. So, yeah. No, I think that that is great, especially when you make that decision together. Mm-hmm. Um, at one At one point, I don't think I've ever considered staying at home that was never in the cards for me that was mm-hmm. never something I even brought up mm-hmm. I just again just used to going to work and um you know doing what I can and I think everybody can contribute differently to the family you could be at home taking care of business holding mm-hmm. it down because that's a job in itself right there yeah you take care of the household taking care of the kids making sure that everybody is good I mean cooking and making sure the family has food is a whole nother job. Being responsible own. for other people's nourishment, child. Yes. Like, okay, we're going to have this for dinner. And <laughs> I got all the stuff that we need. When you ain't got worried you, about. Talk about I'm we, hungry. We hungry. <laughs> You're like, I'm I am too. too. <laughs> too. <laughs> Me too. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm supposed to cook it. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> right. So that that's a, a whole job in itself. But I do appreciate those who can come together and say, you know, hey, I can go out and, and do this and you can stay at home and take care of the house. You could be the house because being a house manager, it is hard to do, making sure mm-hmm. that everybody is good. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I am balancing both. I am, um, the kids and Dan call me the house manager. Like we know everybody's going to be good. So like, even, you know, I have, we already talked about this. You think Mm -hmm. my, uh, planning is bad for the trips. You should see the house. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is a good thing. 
That's I have to have quality. things in order. Yeah. So I can make sure that I am taking care of things that I need to take care of, but I'm also leaving time for myself. And it is a hard balance. Yeah. I work full time making sure that I'm doing stuff that work, but then also make sure I have enough time for the family and then mm-hmm. trying to keep some time for myself. Cause sometimes you need, you know, downtime for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I can see, you know, both worlds, it's a job, regardless yeah. if you stay at home or you are a working mom. It's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. It, it surely is. Um, Man, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about it other than that. Because, I mean, running the house, it, it it's a trip. It's a, it's a, yeah. a lot of things that, um, you know... It, and when you're working and doing that at the same time, it's like you got two jobs. <laughs> yeah, it it is. You're 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 juggling. So, mm-hmm. um, Kristen, I know you and I talked about this uh, offline, but we can bring it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you do throughout the day? You talked about having a little bit more of that free time, but you mm-hmm. also mentioned, you know, trying to have the balance with the structure. How do you spend your day? Man, I know I can't. I can tell you some mistakes that I've made. (laughs) (laughs) What I have learned is I can't be willy nilly with you know and just be like la 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 throughout the day because that's about (laughs) all I get done is la 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 la. (laughs) How much much did you get done with la 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 la? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) (laughs) And so. You know, if for me, it helps, like I was talking about, to make lists so that I actually feel accomplished. Like I'm, you know, I have a set list of things to get done throughout the day, whether that's household stuff, you know, things I'm working on for my creative endeavors, things for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And you see me, Nina, sometimes, you know, I fall off. Sometimes I fall off the wagon, you know, it, I, I absolutely. And the thing is, with structure, it's counterintuitive for me because when Andre was alive, he was the structure. <laughs> mm. You know, he sort of set up that framework and I followed that. And sometimes I joke and say I'm still sort of living off of Andre residual. <clears throat> but yeah, he was the spreadsheet guy. He was the Excel dude. <laughs> he was and the I- engineer. <laughs> yes. He was like that linear thinker that the woman was like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, this is what we're going to do. So I tried to like kind of follow what I remember learning from him, but it helps me to keep lists. Um, My phone is constantly filled up. You know, if if I make a calendar date with somebody and I tell you I'm locking it in, I'm literally putting it in my phone. If I get distracted and don't put that date, or that meeting into my phone, the day will come and go, and I will forget it. You're like, where Kristen at? <laughs> <laughs> she ain't here. So I'm very stringent about mm-hmm. blocking out times for things. I have my little Erin Condren. If anybody's ever heard Erin Condren, she makes really, really good planners mm-hmm. that are like laid out and categorized for you to have some order to your day. You know, if you like bullet journals and things like that, she's your girl. Maybe I'll include a um a link to her website in the show notes. 
Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's all about making lists, writing stuff down. Now, I tell you how that's just my way of doing it, my little Kristen way. You know, I've worked with a life coach and I've seen the way that I ideally want to do it. I just haven't adopted it yet. But her suggestion was creating modules throughout the day. And especially if I'm doing things that may become entrepreneurial ventures. Mm hmm. Having that time set aside. So from nine to two, I'm working. Mm. Doing whatever it is that pertains to, for instance, my widow stuff or this podcast. I'm creating social media posts and, you know, doing that whole thing. I'm creating content. And then after that, having those times was like, okay, this time I'm cooking dinner for the kids. This Mm -hmm. is time to pick up the kids. This is a time to spend with the kids. And I mean, you have to do that because like I said, you you either run your day or your day will run you. And you yes. wake up and it'll be nighttime and you'll be like, okay, what have I done all day? I agree with you wholeheartedly. So as you were speaking, I definitely could relate to some mm-hmm. of the stuff you said, nine to two. So you're kind of working a, a like job hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, usually the the, the job hours is like from eight to five, but we mm-hmm. you you can't do that full time because you also have you know children that you have to pertain to, mm-hmm. and being a single parent, you got to make sure you take time for yourself and for children. So that that's basically a full time job for you, which mm-hmm. you know I definitely agree and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about those who juggle fifty thousand things like myself. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I have a full-time job and sometimes I'm like, how am I going to get all this stuff done in a week? So when you said list, I was like, I'm the list queen. Sometimes I would write stuff on the list that I didn't put on there and cross it out just to make myself feel good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dopamine hit. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, Oh, I called the doctor's office and made an appointment. I did not write down the list. Write down the list and cross it off. Yay, you have accomplished something. So that helps me a lot. And sometimes I have to make those phone calls to make appointments for myself, for the kids, for Darren, and um, make sure that it's taken care of because if I don't write it down, it doesn't normally get done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I don't get things done on the day I thought it was going to happen, I write it on the next day's list. So before I go to bed sometimes or very first thing in the morning, I write a list. Now, for those who follow me on social media, you know I am a huge fan of fitness. I'm a fitness fanatic. Mm-hmm. I will wake up between 6 a.m. and 6.30 to do a workout for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. That is something that is very critical to me. So I have to start my day early, which means I have to get in the bed the night before at a decent time. Yeah. Sometimes I don't make it. I'm just like, well, sister, you should have took your butt to bed. Get <laughs> up. So I am still, I'm still getting up. Mm-hmm. Six, uh, 6.30. I usually finish about 7, 7.15 in the morning, you know, get in the shower by the time that I'm getting out of the shower, my 10-year-old is getting herself up. So she has an alarm clock, gets herself dressed, gets herself ready for school. I meet her downstairs, make sure she has breakfast, talk to her for a little bit. And then I see her off to the bus stop. 
Mm-hmm. And then by that time, my three-year-old is up. And so she is getting herself ready um, with, with the help of her dad. Thank, thank God, with the help of her dad, because I would just be like, we just going to be late. Yeah. So she has Ooh, breakfast. Had no- <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tardy today. <laughs> it's going to be late, okay? It's going to be all right. So uh-huh. She gets her breakfast. She's off to school, so Darren takes her to school, mm-hmm. and then he comes back, and then we're in full throttle working mode from um, about eight thirty nine o'clock mm-hmm. till about five is when my day ends, and in mm-hmm. between, I am working full time and trying to get things done for the house sometimes, but most of the time it's full day. So do y'all I have pick- separate working spaces in the house where y'all we do. Yes. You're different to your jobs. Yes. I am downstairs in the office with the door because my day consists of talking on the phone for about six to eight hours a day. It is constant talking on the phone, pulling things together mm-hmm. and making sure that tasks are completed. Darren mm-hmm. is upstairs. His job is not as much talking on the phone, but he is crunching numbers because he's assigning yes. it. So he's doing all that. So we do have separate workspaces. And sometimes throughout the day, we'll come together and we'll have lunch or we'll be like, hey, well, let's go out and get something to eat during lunchtime. But at five o'clock, I go pick Kaylin up. Briella's already home. She's gotten her snacks. She's done her homework. She's kind of having her downtime. I go pick up Kaylin. I come back. Meantime, Brielle has um, training for track two days a week. So mm-hmm. we have to coordinate schedules. And if dinner is not done, then I'm on the hook for cooking dinner. Darren sometimes cooks too, but that's usually my area. Like my, my kitchen is my kitchen. Right. <laughs> so I don't mind doing that. But by the time that we go to bed, we try to get the kids in bed about 830. And when they get in bed, we try to have downtime. So I have to be very intentional with my time because it goes so quickly. Mm-hmm. I, if I... I would love to just sit around and just have time to have thoughts, but I know I have to be on a tight schedule to get stuff done. So you talked about, yeah, you Mm -hmm. talked about podcast stuff that we're taking care of and making sure that we're getting things in order. I also have focus to be fit. So I'm trying to, you know, take my um, group certification exam so I can be a group certificate a group certification a group fitness instructor mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. what that group certification what's in this cosmo <laughs> but, so, the goose is make you loose <laughs> right and run them out let me stop I'm over here making goose noises oh I need to <laughs> I was like What's that sound? <laughs> the great goose. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I promise, Nina. <laughs> I'm still going. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was like, what did I say? So, I'm trying to be a, uh, trying to get my certification for a group fitness instructor. Uh-huh. Because fitness is something that I'm really enjoying and I like to take it to the next level. But I'm like, mm-hmm. where do you have the time to do this? I have to make time and have to be intentional with the time to make sure that I'm completing these things in a day. So uh, some of the things that I do, like, you know, oh, my gosh, how do you make things easier? We have Kroger delivery. Yes. 
I may not have time to go to the grocery store and pick out the items that I want. So I'm making a list and I'm putting in Kroger delivery. Um, shameless plug. If you live in some of the areas like Dallas mm-hmm. and Cincinnati, um, Atlanta, there's a few others. But if you have that Kroger delivery service, put it to use. We mm-hmm. Today we use the, the Costco delivery service. Now, I didn't even know Costco delivered through Instacart. So okay. we wrote our list up. And we had it dropped off at our porch. And that saved so much time instead of getting in the car and going to shopping. Now, there are people who really like to go and shop and pick out the things of themselves. I think that's completely, perfectly fine. But if you don't have the time, use the services that are there. I was just going to ask you, Nina, because as you were describing your day, it was almost kind of like, you know, every hour of the day has something, you know, whether you're sleeping or whether you're mm-hmm. up and just going, 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 doing kids stuff, mama stuff, work stuff, da, da, da. And I was going to ask, are there things around your house that you delegate? Because sometimes, I mean, have you ever just gotten overwhelmed? Like, you look up, the house is in disarray. It's not like you normally keep it. And it's like, okay, I need to off, like, hand off something. I need to hire a housekeeper if I can. Yeah. Remember. I need to get, I also utilize Instacart and I've, mm-hmm. I've seen them Kroger trucks around. I'm going to be using my little Kroger delivery. And um, yeah, it's just little things like that to just, you know, when you need help, utilize these things. Delegate. Yeah. It, it is It is very helpful to use the services. Uh, you talked about a house cleaner. So we, you know, we do most of the, the work keeping things in order, especially when you have young children. Like, w- the house can be perfect until Kaylin comes home. And I'm like, it looks like a hurricane came through here, forgot something, and it came back. What are you doing? <laughs> Why does it look like this? So, you know, picking up. I, I, we make her go to work. Like, you made this mess, you going to clean it up. Mm-hmm. So the delegation part is, very important and then getting some of the help that um if you can't afford it you know put that to use and if you can't it might be good just to have that schedule i have to write things down because if it doesn't get written down it doesn't get done i think i mentioned that before so we have a board on our refrigerator if there's things that have to get taken care of it goes on that board like a, a, a board that we write and so sometimes i'll delegate stuff to the kids Brielle, when you get home, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Like, hey, you have a birthday party to go to. Uh, There's three parties in the month of February. I need you to do research for your friends on what gift that we want to get them. Because I don't have time to do it. And these are not my friends. I don't know them like that. So I'm delegating to you um, on Sundays, you know, before we pod. I know and we're going to pot at a certain night so or a certain time at night. So there are things that have to get done. Mm-hmm. Changing the sheets every week. Brill, you know, it's Sunday. Get your sheets changed. Mm-hmm. You know, get your room cleaned up. It's laundry day. I sometimes cook a meal that could last two days. And we're tidying up from the weekend. Yeah. So it has to be things that have to be in order so we can enjoy the rest of the week and that keeps my stress level down. Yeah. And that, again, that's the whole thing about having, you know, some sort of routine, some sort of structure 
just to because if you didn't, it would just be like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it helps to you know have something. And and for me, as far as delegating, my I think my biggest expense that I delegate is landscaping. Yes, child, that used to be Andre get out there and cut the grass. I ain't cut nobody's grass. <laughs> I would jack up the grass. <laughs> <laughs> this grass would be a mile high. And, you know, thanks to my landscapers, you know, I see people copying off me and you're like, uh huh, you got that sand in your yard using my people. I need to see if it's a referral fee. <laughs> it's funny, real long story short, they, my landscapers, um, around January of each year, before spring, they come and treat my grass with this stuff it looks like they spray paint because in texas the grass turns brown in the winter mm-hmm. and it it almost looks like oh you spray paint your ga- grass green to make it look green but it's the stuff mm-hmm. that they put on it to treat it mm-hmm. and it washes off you know we get a few rain showers and the grass is brown again but um i noticed that this year because i used to feel so weird i was the only one on the block getting the green stuff sprayed on my lawn and then last year, you know, neighbor down the street, he got it. He asked, who's your landscaper? The lawn looks so good. And then he was, you know, he sorry people that used to live in the house before, but he kind of shaded them like, before you moved in here, Kristen, that lawn was a mess. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> then I look up and last year, both he and I had the, the green stuff spreading on our lawn. Child, I turned the corner the other day bringing Marcus home from basketball practice. And I see two houses across the street getting this green stuff sprayed on their grass, and they ain't sprayed, man, yet. And I'm like, what's going on? Am I on the schedule? <laughs> everybody is using my people, Nina. And I'm just <laughs> So that is a valuable expense because, you know, yeah. that's, you know, the lawn that everybody wants. So that works for me. <laughs> and, you know, everybody, if you a homeowner, you want your lawn to be on point because it yes. makes the house look good. Yes, yes. I ain't trying to bring y'all's property value down. We ain't doing that. <laughs> right. They're going to be like, talking about that you. Block that if somebody going to bring the value down, it ain't going to be us. <laughs> so. No, I think that's that's a that's a great point. And you're just like, I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may not have the expertise because I'll be cutting the grass too short. It'd be burnt. It would be brown. <laughs> <laughs> so, either ball headed or, or a mile high one of the two <laughs> that's a ball head scallywag line over there <laughs> so, oh, I don't I don't want to do that I don't want like you said to bring the property value down so having that that lawn service mm-hmm. outsource is, is perfect mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's that's great so when we talk about the you know, some of the things that um, you want to spend your time on. I think about, you know, there, of course, we know that there's pros and cons between being a stay-at-home mom and a working mom. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're bad. I, I don't know if I should say pros and cons, but mm-hmm. advantages and disadvantages or um, things that you, you value versus things that you're like, I really don't enjoy this part of it. Yeah. But I think, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, I think I heard somebody say being a stay-at-home mom is a flex. Mm -hmm. And you get to do the things that you would like to do during the time that you have 
that the kids may not be, you know, if they're school age, they may not be around. So you can in, enjoy your time. But then, you know, when you're a working mom, you get some of those a- a- advantages as well. So it's it's a balance. It and is. I think regardless of where you're staying at home or you're working, they're both hard jobs. They are. And like you said, they it's, it's good parts and bad parts. Like I remember... When I had my oldest son, um, first baby, and when I say first baby, I was the baby of my family, and I didn't babysit as a teenager or anything like that, or have a lot of family members with babies, so when when I say first baby, my first time changing a diaper was my son, mm. my first time making bottles, feeding bottles, doing all these things was with Marcus. And I I did go through a really kind of difficult postpartum depression and being so far away from family and stuff like that. And I, I did find, as much as I complain and have little stories about the rat race, but I found that when I returned to work from maternity leave, that's when things normalized for me. Mm. That's By the what- way, we have an episode coming up that talks about our journeys to becoming mom and then after mom. So just want to put that in there. Stay tuned. Oh, child. Yes. I got stories. I know. <laughs> too, Nina. But yeah. So, I mean, sometimes, you know, there, there are times when, when work can be that getaway that you need from all the household stuff, as crazy mm-hmm. as it sounds. And then I think there's something to be said too about, people who are like thriving in their careers of choice when people talk to me about corporate america and the rat race and all of these things you're not gonna get the same story from me as you get from somebody that's like you know i wanted to be a lawyer since i was five years old and i went to law school and i'm practicing law and i love the law and that's not gonna (laughs) you're not gonna get that (laughs) from me (laughs) you know (laughs) I, I sort of became, you know, at one point I was that young, scrappy, ambitious young person in corporate America. But I did get to the point where I was sort of that old, jaded, you know, kind of like, okay, this feels like detention. And that's because for, 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 that's me, detention. <laughs> for me, you know, I, I always say the needle kind of didn't move in that way for me. But that's just my mm-hmm. specific because mm-hmm. I, I think you know sometimes when I talk to people who know my true essence they're actually surprised that I worked at a company like the one that I did and used to be doing all these things because I'm a more creative whatever yeah. artisty type of person and when something seems like work to me I sort of divert from it and switch gears mm. so <laughs> so yeah that you know, it, it, it it's different, di- like the true essence of different strokes for different folks, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can relate to the things that you, you had said, and you had mentioned a few times, I know, offline during our conversations, mm-hmm. when we worked for the previous company that we worked for, and you were looking like, well, you know, hey, everybody else is thriving in their career, but I thought that you were doing great. It's just 
you sometimes just like where you are may not have been where you should have been. Yeah. And what I see is I did not realize that when you work for a company, you know, corporate America and you work for a company, you really can do everything. So with me working for the company that I currently work for now, mm. I didn't realize that marketing was great. I'm like, don't every company have marketing? And you can mm-hmm. be very creative. You could create these presentations and come up with templates that take things to the next level to tell the story. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes we're not told these are some of the areas that you can work in. Mm-hmm. You just don't, sometimes when you don't know and you have someone that's not really telling you, you mm-hmm. feel stuck. You do. And, and you yeah. sort of feel like, you know, because I always tell people, uh, LinkedIn, I hate it. I'm, I'm like, it, networking is like so counterintuitive to me. Like, I hate going to like little mixers where it's like, oh, everybody network. And eh. like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, turning it on and off, like, after stuff like that, I just need to decompress. That w- working for our former company before I worked there, that was one of the things I was the most excited about when I was applying. I was like, if I get this job at this company, Number one, I'm going to finish school because they're going to pay for it. Check mark. Mm. And then it's such a huge company that like you can, like you just said, Nina, you can literally do anything within that one corporation. So you got your engineering stuff over here, but in order to, you know, maintain that, you got all these shared services and mm-hmm. HR, the marketing, the accounting, the whatever you would want to do. When they're launching an airplane, we got people, there's a simulcast on all of our laptops. You got people on there like they host in the news. You got news. Yeah. Doctors, lawyers, firemen, the fire department, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I was that that's what used to like make me so mad because it's like here I am in this huge place with all this opportunity and I can't seem to like tap into it so I yeah think when you say like what kind of drives you like it might not have been childhood but it might it might have been my circumstance within corporate too that's just like child this ain't it and I know you know mm-hmm. the God I serve what's for me is for me that's right I, I can't you know keep forcing myself to be pigeonholed into something that's maybe where I'm not supposed to be you know you gotta listen to the little signals that tell you you know maybe this is not the right place for you <laughs> <laughs> so now you know that's how I spend my days just trying to like you know, figure out what it is I want to do next. This is the year right here where I'm really like getting into some stuff that I wanted that I'm wanting to do, wanting to do mm-hmm. things to help widows and create a safe space for them. So that's taking up a big amount of my days and just, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to structure things the way I want them to be structured. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's um, that's great. You know, we talked about some of the things that we like to do for 2024. It does take effort. It mm-hmm. takes strategy. It just takes, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And having that structure is something that's going to help. 
Mm-hmm. When you don't have the energy to do it, you got to find it from somewhere. Yes, yes. Cool, child. Yeah. Maybe another uh, episode of pulling yourself out of a rut because I've certainly been there where it's like, okay, Kristen, we in a little uh, stalemate right now. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Ain't nobody coming to save you. So you just like, what was the thing that uh, Nathan told us in Dale Carnegie? It was some little quote he used to say, I, I'm stuck in the rut, but yes. I know how to get out of the rut by you ability to get things done. Something he said. Now, listen, my, I already told y'all, my memory is worth a hill of beans, but <laughs> I do remember that, and I remember having to get up in front of the class, in front mm-hmm. of like 20 plus people, and talk about, I'm in a rut. And what you're going to do to get out of that. And sometimes you get to a point where you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get out of the situation. But you find motivation from somewhere to get over that hump. And those were the things that we were taught when we were taking that class. Mm-hmm. It has to be done. You some you sometimes can't stay where you are for very long. Mm-hmm. You can uh, give yourself some um, grace. Mm-hmm. But how do you 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 move out of that? And you know, we talk about the schedules that we work today. Mm-hmm. I'm a working mom, mm-hmm. but we still got to get stuff done because we got people that are relying on us. Even yeah. if it's not just our children, our spouses, significant others, we still have to rely on ourselves, and we got to get stuff done. I mean, it's it, it's gonna be either you know. Sometimes it's hard, but it's go- it's two types of hard. It's hard to stay where you at. Mm-hmm. Get out of the rut. So you got to choose which hard you want to do. That's right. <laughs> which which one is going to, you know, have the most benefits. And at a certain point, you just get tired of being tired. Yes. And you just, you know, you do what you have to do to, to stay in the game. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're going to get there. We are going to get there. Um, I'm hoping some of the things that we mentioned is helpful for those who can relate. I've heard a lot of people say there's so much to get done in so little time. So we talked about some of the things to kind of help relieve some of the pressure, some of the stress. But sometimes you just have to get outside of the rut that you're in and Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to do this. And here's the plan. And I mean, if you break it down, I don't care if you're me or you're Oprah or whoever, we all get the same 24 hours in a day. Don't nobody get no more or no less. Now, some people have more resources and all of this stuff like that. But in our own little ways, you know, if you scale to wherever you are, you know, there is help there you know there's support if you look for it you know there's ways to you know sort of get through your day but we all had that same 24 hours now I will tell people this Nina you mentioned giving yourself grace if you have to take a social media break do Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. look gal that keep popping up in my feed and I don't follow her only because I'll, I'll I like what I see what she does, but it's just sort of over the top for me. Um, but she is like the ultimate like cleaner. 
uh, grocery stocker. Her refrigerator is impeccably stocked. And she's one of these ones that'll pop up on Instagram like, restock my fridge with me. And everything is in order. And everything is in... Like, she, you watch her and you start thinking you're doing life wrong. Mm. <laughs> like, I love her videos. They're really pretty aesthetically or whatever. It's, it's two people I follow like that. Well, I don't follow her because I don't want to see all her stuff thing. <laughs> One she doing too much. Follow and I <laughs> contemplate pushing unfollow, but it's, her videos are just so pretty. But you see these people just know that they, you know, have gotten to the point where they are influencers and pay yeah. to post. Sometimes companies will pay them to put their products in their videos. Don't let people like that make you think you're getting it wrong. All of us are out here trying to figure it out. So you know, just do what you do, but do something. But don't. That's stop. the thing. <laughs> we talked a little bit about the whole social media and the influencers. They're do they're there to do a job. Yeah, but it is sometimes you know when you are scrolling through, it's hard to not compare yourself. But just don't do it because <laughs> I think they might be doing this. For exactly what they're doing it for to be an influencer mm-hmm. I would be very surprised if you, you go into the house and be like girl your house is a mess <laughs> you got your refrigerator stocked up for a day and then it's a mess not saying that it could be that way yeah. but maybe it it, it really really is I'd so be, yeah what were you just saying? not comparing yourself to what you see on social media, what you see on TV, because that's their job. It is. I, I really appreciated the post I saw with one person I follow where um she had everything so cute and set up in her little outdoor kitchen area, and she did a little blooper reel. She was like, this is what y'all see when I post my video. Mm-hmm. You know, everything impeccably in order and so pretty and you know, her pool and all that. She was like, this is what you don't see. And there was an area with a bunch of stuff piled up where she had moved all that out of the way. Yeah. Minimalist look. So I appreciated that because some of these people had you out here thinking they really live in a fairy tale. And it's like, dude, can we see something that's just a little bit kind of off kilter something? And and that's the thing, like, when you talk about the stuff that you see and, we, you know, how we talk about unconventional schedules, mm-hmm. I think what people post is very different from reality. That's the highlight reel. I can, I can see it. You know, I post my videos of working out, but what y'all don't see is me over here about to be half dead because I'm <laughs> huffing and puffing. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> like... I'm doing this work, but I'm over here like, Lord, I'm about to pass out. Yes. I'm just being real. And maybe I can start showing that side like, oh, Lord, I'm tired. I just, I did these 32 pulsing squats, but my thighs and my butt is on fire. Okay. <laughs> glutes, is, <laughs> glutes on fire like they singing in the choir. I'm tired. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's it's just reality. Yeah. And sometimes we don't need to compare ourselves to what we see on social media, what we see on TV, because it is not always the reality. It really we is. all out here just 
sometimes drowning and trying to figure out how we going to get to shore. I mean, I used to post a bunch of food pictures. If you go out and search hashtag Kristen Craves, Crave with a K, you'll see a lot of my little, you know, I used to like to style the, the plates and take pretty pictures of food that I made. What you don't see behind the scenes is these little boys over here that don't want this pretty chicken with green stuff sprinkled on top. <laughs> they want Poppy Joe's. And they can't really those. But when I played up this other stuff that everybody's like salivating and I got a hundred comments under it, you know, the kids ain't eating it. Like, I'm eating it. <laughs> like, I don't want that. What a French fries and a chicken nugget. <laughs> they want some damn tater tots and, you know, they, they, that's what they want. So, yeah. You you get it. And you just got to give yourself grace. It's one thing when you see, uh, you know, stuff on social media or stuff on TV where you want to be, but you got to remember it's reality behind them cameras. Yeah. And it's not what they show. Mm-hmm. So, so be, give yourself some grace. You're searching if you're like, you know, maybe in, uh, straddling both worlds. Maybe you're working and considering being a stay-at-home mom or mm-hmm. you're the stay-at-home mom and you're considering getting back into the rat race be careful following some of these people online that sort of yeah. romanticize things because you know that it's not always what it seems and people tend to wish for whatever it is they don't have just try to have some gratitude for where yeah. you're at on the way to where you're going and then when you do get what you fantasize, what you want to have, you got to realize it's work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out how to balance that because anything that you end up getting, it's going to be work. Yeah. So just, just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Well, another great topic. Hopefully we had some listeners that can resonate. I do have a quote here to wrap us up. Mm -hmm. And the quote is by Harold B. Lee. And he says, the most important work you will ever do will be within the walls of your own home. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, you know, regardless if you are a working mom outside the house. Oh, Lord, what is that? Girl, that's the top just just falling on down. (laughs) (laughs) So it's... um. If you are working within the home, outside the home, mm-hmm. it's still, I think within the home is the most important thing that you can do as far as work. If it's, you know, you being a mom, you just, you know, doing things for yourself because that's important to have the the mental health together mm-hmm. where you're taking time to focus on yourself as well. So within the the four walls or the walls within your home, always going to be the most important work you'll ever do. Oh my goodness. And when you read that in context, like you can take that literally like him meaning the four walls of your own home is in your house or where you reside. Mm-hmm. But it also mean like you like, yeah. Take yeah. care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You take care of yourself. Nobody else will. Who child? That, that's, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's and got to me, honey. 
I gotta go to bed. Look, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> and here I am with a few things I need to do before I go to bed. Child. I just save everything till tomorrow. Flexibility. <laughs> Listen, write it on your list of things to do tomorrow and cross it off when you get done. Because I'm trying to cuddle up, but I need to, yeah, I need to at least wash my face and do all that before I go to sleep. But yeah. Look, I done did all that before I started. So all I got to do is just slip in that bed. Oh, don't okay? brag. Don't brag. We're <laughs> <laughs> we talking about schedules. Like, get all this stuff done. So when you finish, you can just get in the bed and you can close your eyes. And you can dream. You know what? That's another thing that speaks to <laughs> behind the scenes. Because we we get on the horn, Nina. And people might think, oh, they sitting behind a mic fully dressed. And, you know, just talking about all these topics. Child, I may or may not have on a bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we ever have to do an episode where we're recording live, you would be like, is that her? Oh, is that Nina? Because I look like a completely different person, okay? I did not wake up looking like this, if okay? We, when I go to bed, it's different. If we incorporate video into this, I, I'm going to need to do some glam because y'all don't want to see me. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to need at least half an hour to 45 minutes to be like, oh, we recorded? Okay, let me take off this bonnet. <laughs> let me take off these PJs. <laughs> let me put my eyebrows on because they gone for the I day. Did- at least be dressed up from the chest up something cause <laughs> <laughs> dressed up for the chest up <laughs> okay we did like Tristan um, you, you maybe angle your camera up because we got draws on and, and <laughs> your shirt and your face is beat but uh, where are your pants <laughs> let me stop okay good night <laughs> No. I'm good. <laughs> okay, I got ads. <laughs> good night, Nina. <laughs> no more Cosmos. Good night, Kristen. <laughs> bye bye. Next week. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>